More to the gang, good evening. I'm from the South. We don't say good afternoon. We don't say good day. We don't say good evening. We say good evening. So good evening, more to the gang. We back again. Another episode coming to you today. And we're going to do today's episode a little bit different. Topics of discussion for today's episode is Kevin Porter Jr. and how he's a piece of you-know-what. Aaron Rodgers in the New York Jets and his Achilles tear. And the world has finally caught up to the United States in basketball. First things first, if you follow me on social media, you know that I already talked about Kevin Porter Jr. and how I think what he did was weak and disgusting. Kevin Porter Jr. is an NBA basketball player that is very talented, but has a very, very bad history. I'm going to go through it right now. 2019, he was suspended by his college, USC, for personal conduct issues. Exact reason unknown. 2020, he was accused of punching a woman. Charges not pressed. Also in 2020, he was arrested for handling firearms in a vehicle, marijuana position, and driving without a license. 2021, he had a verbal altercation with the Cavs GM for moving his locker. <laughs> Also, a Twitter was to state minor injuries in a Miami strip club altercation. Uh, 2022, a dispute with the Rockets coach John Lucas at halftime, angry left mid-game. Angrily left mid-game. And 2023, he got the felony assault strangulation charge against his girlfriend that we have all heard about, hopefully. As you can see, Cam Porter Jr. has a bad rap. He has a bad history. He has been riddled with allegations and charges and misconduct all throughout his young life. And I'm not here just to down the man, but obviously there's something wrong with him. Someone that has that many problems, is something wrong with them. Mental health has always been a question uh, with him. I know he was going through a tough time when he first got to the league uh, in Cleveland. I did a Wisdom Wednesday on this. It comes to a point where you gotta let people fail. Like that person in your life that is bringing you down or bringing people around them down, you gotta let them fail, you gotta cut them off Give him that tough love. And he's one of those people that need that tough love a long time ago. He is definitely volatile, angry, and he's making himself look bad, his family look bad, and all basketball players, athletes look bad. Because you know what they're going to say. Athletes always being women, always being girlfriends, always doing this. He's just going right into the stereotypes. I asked someone that doesn't even follow sports like that if they heard about uh, Kevin Porter and how he put his hands on his girlfriend. And they said, nah, but they ain't surprised. The stigma around athletes or men putting hands on women is really bad, especially black men. We as black men have got to hold each other accountable. If you got a homeboy that's doing stuff like that, putting his hand on his girl, then you need to check him. Either you check him or you check him and you leave him. That should not be your friend. Like, if you got friends that do stuff like that, that put hands on women, then you're being a bad person yourself by allowing that to be in your circle, allowing it to be in your energy, allowing it to be accepted in your life. So for anyone out there that got people like that around, you need to check them and bounce. I really do hope that the young lady, his girlfriend, Kaiser Gondrzic, I think I said that right. I hope that she recovers. I hope that she's able to obviously physically get back to herself, heal um, emotionally. I'm pretty sure that this situation is going to leave some residual damage. She's going to be scarred, going to be traumatized to an extent. And all we can do is pray that she gets the help that she needs in that situation and she's able to heal over time. It's not going to happen one day, one week, one month. Probably what happened one year, it's going to take time. It might be about for the rest of her life of, you know, getting over that situation because from what everyone said about the situation, sounds crazy. Say he was 
got her out of sleep, started beating on her, strangling her. She was running out of the hotel. Uh, they ch he chased her down, hit her with his car. And I don't have the exact details right in front of me, but I know it was a lot of reckless stuff going on that made her fear for her life, I'm pretty sure. I also made a social media post about this. All my ladies out there, Please, please look into the past of these men that you're trying to date. My college coach said something that we all thought was so funny, just how he said it. He said, a leopard don't change its spots. It changed its location. <laughs> all my head with teammates, we get a chuckle out of that because that was so funny in the moment. But uh, seriously, uh, women, look into the past of these men. Like A guy that did all that stuff in his past in terms of already beating women, getting in trouble with the law, getting in fights. He's a volatile, angry man, and you need to protect yourself and stay away from guys like that. And I know it's hard. Like We live in a generation, a world that doesn't have a lot of good fathers. And I know a lot of times these decisions, and I'm not speaking and trying to say this is what happened in this situation. In general, I'm speaking. But a lot of times, people grow without fathers. So on one side, you got a man that don't know how to respect women, how to treat women. And on the other side, you got a woman that doesn't know what a good man is, doesn't know what love is from a man. So she may go seek it from someone that is very emotional. So that that energy, that extra energy is what she's seeking to feel that hole that she doesn't have because her father was in her life or didn't love her or was nonchalant and didn't show that he loved her. It can come from a lot of different angles. Like we as humans are very interesting, like how our brain works and how our trauma works throughout our childhood. Like, I've definitely ran into people that have tried to seek something that they didn't get from their father or mother in their partner. That is very, very dangerous. On to the next topic. Now we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, the gunslinger, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He came to save the day, came to save the Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. But as it will happen for the Jets, they are a cursed franchise, I think. He gets hurt four plays into his career. The man came out carrying that flag, looking all patriotic and looking ready to save the day. But unfortunately, the 39-year-old man's Achilles went out. I know people might not believe it, but I genuinely believe that those non-contact injuries can be prevented through GOTA which is my most popular video on this channel. If you've been a subscriber or run across the video, I'm pretty sure you already seen the video or looked and saw that it was my most popular video. I live by Golda in terms of my training. At first, when my teammate uh, introduced to me, uh, I just saw him doing it on his own and he was explaining how he came across it and why he thinks it works. And I I was injured that year. You know, that was my, my, my first year overseas in Georgia and I wasn't healthy. I was really on one leg that whole season, played 10, 15 games, whatever, but it worked out. But that's beside the point. How we train as athletes means everything in terms of how we move in the field of play or on the court. I just think about it from a, a common sense perspective. I'm a basketball player. I train my life to shoot a basketball a certain way. All these shots I'm taking, I train my body to shoot that way in the game. So if somebody passes me the ball, I'm going to shoot it based on my muscle memory and how I train myself to shoot the ball. I'm not going to just randomly just shoot like this or shoot like I'm going to shoot how I've been practicing to shoot. Now, in terms of movement and training and lifting, that's like that's how we train our bodies to move. So if I'm an athlete, I've been training my body to load force, like all these pounds on the squats or lunges all through my heel. When I go out onto the court, 
And I'm not just in a controlled situation where a coach is like looking at me and we're going slow and we're doing these reps. I'm just playing. My body is naturally going to do what I've been training it to do in the weight room or with my agility coach or strength and conditioning coach. Like all those things are just neurologically programmed to your body based on how you've been working out. Just like with the shot, it's the same thing with the feet. If my feet have been trained to go into the ground like that, when push comes to shove, I'm going to do the same thing in the field of play. And you may be wondering, like, why is that bad to have your heel in the ground? That's how the injuries happen. If you look at the injury, his heel goes into the ground and you see the Achilles pop. You see it in all the Achilles pops. You don't see anybody tear their Achilles with their, their heels off the ground. I've never seen it. Same thing with ACL. We train in our, our, our knees to go into these awkward positions through these different lifts. And when we get to the court and we about to plant and we can't like just think about, oh, I'm going to need to plant this way. You plant and your knee buckles. You, your knee is buckling while you're doing these squats and these deadlifts. Like, I believe in Gota. That's, that's just me. I was a person that had a lot of knee pain, tendonitis. Uh, I always been a, a stiff guy. <laughs> I can't lie. I always been a stiff guy. I've been trying. I'm, I'm definitely working on getting my mobility together, uh, doing my Gota stuff. Also, the other functional movement training I've been doing with my uh, strength and conditioning coach out here. But all those things are very important to saving your body. And I know my teammates now probably don't know because I never talked about go to uh, in Portugal yet. They probably think I'm crazy how I be lifting, like how I have my feet and my upper body is, you know, positioned certain ways. But trust me, I'm someone that used to do everything by the book in terms of lifting. I got my form right. I'm moving in these straight lines. Nah, man. Straight lines are not how we're meant to move. We're supposed to move in graceful patterns. Graceful. You look at MJ. He doesn't go off running like this. You know, he's graceful, swaying back and forth, taking off body. Like, it's supposed to be smooth. We're God's creatures. We have smooth movements. And that's something we got away from throughout human history. And I hope that Gota continues to take off because I'm definitely a believer and I want to get more and more into it and know more and more to hear my body better and better. But Aaron Rodgers, I hope you come back strong because I really respect you as a quarterback. You're a great talent, definitely a great player. And the Jets, you know, Better luck next season, I guess. Uh, you got a great defense, though, so you'll win some games. And now on to the last subject for today's podcast. I hope you guys like that I'm covering more than one thing in the podcast. Let's see how this does. But on to the last subject. We're talking about basketball internationally. I play overseas, so I already have seen both sides. My whole life played in America. Now these last four years, five years, I've been playing overseas. And I can attest to this. The gap is closing. It is not just, oh, Americans don't train or the coaches uh, don't have good workouts. It's the things that are being emphasized overseas in Europe are the fundamentals. Maybe in America, you're gonna find a trainer that give you way better moves, have a bigger bag, you you know, do the Kyrie stuff, do the PG stuff. But in terms of playing the game, they're very, very big on the fundamentals. In terms of footwork, how to pivot to pass the ball, being able to shoot as a big, being able to move within the paint. like it, It's just a whole lot more fundamentally sound. So when you play international competition and the floor shrinks, because in NBA, the floor is a whole lot more spaced out. I want to say that it's already like wider, and then you got shooters, and the game, the three-point line is farther out, and the game is played from the three-point line. So it's a whole lot more space. Deep in three seconds, so you can't be laying the paint. 
You come to the international rules, FIBA rules, you can be in the paint. The three-point line is as far, so it's not as much spacing. The court is as wide, so it's not as much spacing. And you have to learn how to use space efficiently. So when you have bad footwork on the perimeter, you can't just, oh, I'm just out athletic and get through. That gap to penetrate is not the same gap that you would get in America. Uh, the Down low in the paint, when you got a lot of people down there, you really got to have some good moves to be able to maneuver and to finish because it's not as much space to work with. And in terms of defensively, they can do a whole lot more in terms of bumping off your spots, bumping your own screens, being physical, clogging up the paint, all those things. So in terms of international competition, we've been getting away from those fundamental things and they continue to harp on those things. And obviously they get some of our stuff in terms of concepts and skill work. So they're maintaining their fundamentals and we're losing ours. And that is why they're catching up. It's not because their players are becoming better than us physically. It's because mentally they're getting taught the game better and fundamentally they're getting taught the game better. So in my opinion, there needs to be a shift in America in terms of how we play the game and how we teach the game. I definitely wish there were more bigs that were coaches. I was just talking about this the other day with someone and bigs in America don't get taught to play like as a, as a basketball player. Because the game is based off spacing and guards, they want bigs that can screen and roll, screen and pop, finish, block shots. They don't care about your footwork and post moves. They don't care about your passing because all that is put in the guards' hands. That's one thing I think USA Basketball has to work on. They have to somehow change the game at the NBA level uh, to get people more focused on bigs. As you can see, bigs are taking over low-key. You look at Jokic, finals MVP, Giannis, finals MVP, and B, MVP of the league, all foreigners too. <laughs> These are foreign bigs. These Jokic, Serbian, uh, Giannis, Greek, and B, uh, Cameroon, something like that. Like, these are foreign bigs. And you saw in the USA competition, if you, you followed it a little bit, I didn't really watch it, but I, I heard about it. Uh, the bigs is, is where we lack in it. Like, the bigs overseas just have been polished a whole lot more, and they have been used and utilized. Bigs in America are underutilized, and they're just looked at to be role player type of guys. One of the best American bigs, Jaron Jackson, they post him up a little bit, but his game is really just screen and pop, Block shots. That's the base of his game. He definitely got more skill. I'm not saying he's not skilled, but he's not being used like a guy overseas is being used. Like a guy like Jokic throughout his youth, he was probably always this guy that had the ball in his hands, making plays for others, like playing basketball. He wasn't, oh, let me screen and get this lob and dunk the ball, or let me just pick and pop and shoot this three. He always had to think the game, play the game with a bigger role in mind. So I think that it needs to change. And you know I'm big, so I'm always looking out for the bigs. I have no problem with how the game of basketball is going. If the bigs coming back, that's great for me and great for all the other bigs out there. So I ain't got no problem with it. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Did it in a different format. Definitely, definitely, definitely we need y'all to like this video. Definitely need y'all to like the video. Please, like, I'm begging you to like this video. Because if this video take off, it's going to change a lot. Because we're going in a good direction right now. You know, I split off things, but we're going in a good direction over here on most of the game. Like, like the video. Just, I don't even care if you subscribe because if you're watching it and you have subscribed already, you probably don't got a YouTube account or something like that, so you can't subscribe. So for my returning subscribers that can like a video, just like it, please. And if you can get a YouTube account, subscribe and like the video. But otherwise, I'm going to be there next week with more content.